This episode is brought to you by Affordable Drill Towers. Founded in 2016 by our good friend Steve Sanguidoce, a retired Houston, Texas firefighter, the Affordable Drill Tower was designed and built with functionality and versatility in mind for any training ground. As a standalone training tower and add-on to an existing burn building or connect setup, the Affordable Drill Tower packs a massive punch at an affordable price tag. With over 50 towers across the country, from Massachusetts to California, Montana to Texas, professionally engineered, NFPA and ISO compliant, the Affordable Drill Towers brings the versatility to your training ground. From Main Street USA, the small town fire company in their back parking lot, to the training grounds of the largest metropolitan fire academy, the Affordable Drill Tower fits the bill for price and functionality. Check them out at AffordableDrillTowers.com. And two things I like to talk about also when talking about our friends over at Affordable Drill Towers. One, their customized training program. They have the ability to bring some of the best talent from across the country to your home turf after the install of the Affordable Drill Tower. Designing a customized training program for you and your department, Steve will facilitate some of the biggest and brightest names of the American Fire Service to come in and work with you and your department. And secondly, and I think most important, is Steve's belief in need over greed. The affordable drill tower company gives back to not-for-profits that support organizations in the American Fire Service. Organizations such as the Joey D Foundation, which is near and dear to Steve Sanguidoche's heart, as well as many other not-for-profits that he takes a part of. He takes great pride in providing funding for organizations that push this job forward. So check them out. Steve and Dennis over at Affordable Drill Towers. Send them an email at info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Check them out on social media. And their YouTube page is kicking butt with great information, training nuggets, and information about their towers. So check them out, Affordable Drill Towers, and let them know Jeremy over at National Fire Radio sent you. This episode's brought to you by Ridgeway Leatherworks. Ridgeway Leatherworks is a firefighter-owned and operated business as well as a family-run business, and that's what I love about it. Rob and his family are passionate about their customer service and the quality product and craftsmanship they put out for the emergency services. Rob's been on the show. We've been to his his business. We've seen them in action. I've even tried to hand-paint radio straps. I promise you, it is not as easy as what the final outcome looks like. The product is so good, it's so clean and crisp, and yet, man, it takes that steady hand. Rob's become a near and dear friend of our podcast, and you hear that over and over when we talk about our sponsors, that they're friends, supporters, and that's what this networking community is all about, is supporting one another. Ridgeway Leatherworks, Rob Meyer, crushing it. Quality and craftsmanship is number one. Customer service is right there with it. From custom radio straps, universal radio holsters, chin straps, flashlight holders, anti-sway straps, and locker tags made out of leather, there's plenty of opportunity along the way when you deal with Ridgeway Leatherworks. So check them out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com. Find them on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And tell Rob you heard about him on the National Fire Radio platform and give them a little pluck and tell them keep up the good work we need to support our firefighter owned businesses and especially family run businesses where his two daughters and his wife help out day in and day out along with his other employees so again ridgeway leatherworks check them out at ridgewayleatherworks.com and find them on all your social media channels 
So, Mike Wolf Schmidt, my man. So we were just talking. I'm like, stop talking. Let's just hit record and go. I usually do these big intros, but I'm learning that when we do this pre-conversation before the podcast, we talk some really some great stuff comes out, and then like it never makes it to the podcast. So That's now funny, yeah. we were yeah. just talking about teaching and training and speaking and a little bit of nerves to be on the podcast. And I'm telling you, there's no reason. And and you just said to me, you know, when I teach. It's a level of comfort. And I think what I and what I was going to say to you, Mike, is very much this. I think when you believe in your message and you believe in what you're telling people and you know that you have an impact, a way to touch people with your message, it becomes a passion. And when it's a passion, yeah. you can deliver it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks for yeah. joining me, man. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Thank you. This is cool. Yeah, so awesome. a little background, Mike Wolf Schmidt, he's a New Jersey guy. I mean, I do a lot of New Jersey guys on this show, obviously. Um, but you and I, this is pretty cool. So, um, years ago, I love, you live literally, or you are from live fireman, all of it down yeah. in an area of New Jersey that is just near and dear to me, Long Beach Island. And, um, yeah. and so I had reached out to you quite a while ago, several years ago when we were doing the apparatus stuff with national fire radio, when we first started and I wanted to document some of the departments on the Island because it's kind of unique down there. And so, um, Absolutely, yeah. you were just super warm and inviting and said, come, I want to show you what we do here. Um, and since then, every year when I come down, we touch base. And uh, if yeah. we don't get together, we try to get together, but if it doesn't work yeah, out, it doesn't right. work out. Yeah. But man, thank you. You've always been yeah. supportive. You've always been a solid brother that just like, I don't know, man, you're just one of those guys for me. So thank you. I appreciate you yeah. and your yeah, friendship. No problem. Thank you. So what are we thank talking you. about today, man? Let's go. What do you want to talk about? I, what's what's hot to trot for I, you? Uh, well, First off, uh, I just want to say it's an honor being on the show. You, you had some really legit dudes on the show, so it's uh, it's a real honor. Well, thank you. Um, I made sure I brought my uh, my favorite coffee cup. What do you got for just the occasion? It says, uh, "I don't need Google. My wife knows everything." Yeah, that's a hundred percent accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need one of those mugs, please. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> did you tell her you'd have to? You had to get that out of the way up front, just to hey, we're good. Let's go. Oh, no. Well, she's never going to listen to this, so oh. it's all right. You know what I mean? She's, she's heard the stories a oh, hundred times. You know, she's over it. You know, so we've uh, we've been married 16 years. You know, she's, uh, you know, she's really good about it. Honestly, she is. But yeah, she's she's heard enough. I know that you are um, before we even get into the fire talk. I know you are a huge family man. I know you love your wife, your daughter. Um, your Instagram is, uh, a lot about your daughter, um, and, yeah. the, and her adventures. Um, yeah. yes, her adventures. Yeah. That, which that's, that's what it is. Dude. It's so rewarding, right? Isn't it? Yeah. It's the best. It's seriously the best. And same thing. Like, you know, I was talking to you, uh, when we first started, you know, I was the one, I mean, I'm like, oh, I'm a little nervous, you know? And I'm like, same thing going into being a parent, right? Like you're, you're nervous. You don't, I've never done this, but I have no yeah. idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? I screw up every then day. I, yeah, like I'm like, oh my god, like how am I gonna keep this little person alive? Right. And then I figured out that uh, you know, my parents they didn't know anything when they started right. when they had me, you know what I mean? I was I'm the oldest of, of four, like they didn't know anything either. So they figured it out, they kept four of us alive. And uh um I kind of look back on how my dad was as a dad, yeah, you know what I mean? And and he was just he was awesome. I mean he could it could be difficult. It could be tough. Sure. You know, um, but uh, he was amazing. He was an amazing dad. And I was like, you know what? That's that's the dad I want to be. That's someone I want to emulate. And and I try and do that with uh, with my daughter, Winnie. She's uh, 
He's a real character. Uh, she's been to more working fires and uh, traumas and rescues than some firemen I know. Because uh, she's, you know, always hanging out. Yeah. You know, uh, I came home from work the other day and she she just turned six last week. And uh, I get home from work and um, and uh, she says to me, she's like, oh, dad. She's like, uh, what calls did you have today? Right. She likes to ask about the calls. And I was like, you know, she's like, did you have any smoke detectors today? And I was like, no, no smoke detectors, you know, or this or that, you know. And I said, but we did have a uh, we had an extrication call. I said we had to take some doors off a car and everything. And she uh, she goes, oh, did you use the Halligan? <laughs> and I was like, I as a matter of fact, I did at one point. Yes, I did use the Halligan awesome. at one point to get a purchase point. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's, it. It's, like it's it's so it's so cool. You know, it's great. I think when when we it. surround our children, when we expose our children to what we do, right, the fire service, yeah. there's so much good from it. Um, it I think it creates this uh, great way to give children a foundation to understand the importance of yes. such a job. You know, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of fathers go to go to work and they they you know and and they do their nine to five and you know it's important and they provide for their families, right. but firefighting's a little bit different, man. There's a there's a whole nother you know uh, whole nother thing to it compared to your standard it's, nine to five. One hundred percent. It's like you know it's just it's, it's a lifestyle. It's 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 just it's such a huge thing. Um, it's been such a big impact on my life. Um, you know, and and I got started in. Um, uh, so I'm a fourth generation firefighter. Wow, that's um, cool. My uh, my dad was a volunteer firefighter at Surf City. Um, that's where I started. Uh, as a junior firefighter, I started in 98. Um, but uh, we moved to Surf City when I was um, when I was 11. And uh, he joined the fire company there. And, um, you know, from that point on, I just, I'd go with him, right? He had one of the pagers that was like, uh, it was like a big brick, right? And it had a thing that plugged in the front. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like the old, like the old like, Minotaur one, right? Yeah, Minotaur one, yeah. man, with the long bar yeah, squelch one, on the front. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm well mm-hmm. aware. Yeah. So anytime that thing would go off, the siren would go off, and I, a lot of times I would just ride up there with him. I'd open the doors for him, you know what I mean? You know, garage doors, whatever. I I I got bit by the bug. Yeah. You know, and I and I kind of had a little interest in it because uh, prior to moving here, um, I lived in Palmyra. Okay, my family's originally from Palmyra, New Jersey, just it borders uh, Philadelphia. Right. Uh, right on the other side of the river, and uh, um, I'm I'm working there now per diem also. Um, cause you know, it's five fire departments. Why not? You know, um, I'm a fucking, yeah. Um, but, uh, so I had like a little taste of it. My, my, uh, my grandfather was chief of Palmyre, uh, in the, in the early seventies. Uh, my great grandfather, uh, was a life member there. And, um, but, uh, they both passed away, you know, when I was, you know, when I was young. So yeah. I really didn't have a big exposure to it when I was younger. And uh, my dad was real busy raising four kids, you know, so he didn't get into really the fire service. So he's a little later in life. You know? right. I think he was probably close to like 40, actually, when he when he went to fire one and, and joined. And so um, but so I had a little exposure to the firehouse, and you know, and I, I definitely thought it was interesting and I liked it. And I had my heart said I want to be a plumber because that's what my dad did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then as I got a little older and I got bit by the bug at the firehouse, I was like, wow, plumbing is like really hard work. This is terrible. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, I want to go to fires. That's way more fun. You know, you know, and of course, they're you know, not realizing how it's a hard, it's a hard job too. You know, 
Uh, I always say like, you know, firefighting was easy. Everybody would do it. Right. But um, it, it takes a unique person, a special person to to do what we do, honestly. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, uh, I, like I said, I got like bit by the bug. I just, I fell in love with it. And um, it, it's really kind of been my big, big part of my world ever, you know, ever since I, and like I said, I joined as a junior firefighter, you know, and, and moved my way up and, and everything. And it was, you know, a, a huge part of my life. And the, the cool thing is, um, you know, now I'm getting, you know, get a little bit older, all that kind of stuff. Like now I want to, I want it, to, it's so cool to, you know, bring my daughter there. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fifth and generation. Guy, pal. Yeah. You know, like it is so cool to have her, you know, and she, and she's into it. You know what I mean? She's at that age, like she's really into it. Um, she thinks it's super interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, she's with me all the time. So she ends up somehow, some way getting there. You know what I mean? Um, I've, we've had fires where I get dressed. I, you know, I got a gear pack Calgon in the car and everything. And I throw her at the command post or throw her to somebody I know. And here you go. And off we go, you know, but, um, it, it's really cool to do that. You know, it's, it's like it's, I said, I mean, to be able to expose them to that, where they get a real understanding and appreciation for what you're doing but it's also the other side of it too right the the understanding of the importance of helping people this the civic mindedness and then uh, obviously yeah. the other side yes. of it too for us which is the camaraderie and the brother and sisterhood that goes along with that um you know it it gives them the understanding that other people matter you know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's not this selfish look on life because we don't. We have that we lot in the world today, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everyone's like me, 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 me. Hundred percent. Like that's that's the world, you know. Today, I talk about it all the time. People walk with their heads down, not with their heads up. These days, nobody's up yeah. looking around, looking at people, and wanting to give a smile or right. uh, or or yeah. hey, uh, how, you know how a nod. Are you? How you doing? Yeah. You know. Yeah, we're yeah. too focused on ourselves because we're always looking down, and we need to start looking yeah. up, and we need more of I, that. I totally agree. Totally agree. It's um, I don't know. It's like, I I was, and I kind of look back at like you know when I joined and everything, and and um the fire service is so different than it was in the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm. I kind of I feel like I caught like the end of an era. Okay, you you know what I mean? Um, it it's just it's just different today. You know, Why? and uh, you know I'm not I'm putting sure you on this. I'm not putting you on the spot, but I'm just curious because. <clears throat> I came up right around the same time with you. I joined the fire service in 95. Yeah. Um, okay. So 1995. Yeah. And uh, I was a senior yeah. in high school when I started. Yes. Um, yeah. We didn't have a junior program in the volunteers. And so I start. Okay. I joined at 18 in my senior year. Yeah. Um, and then my years in through college being a fireman, it was just different than it is today, for sure. Yeah. It just, what, I, do you, yeah. what do you feel, though? I mean, there's obviously it's such a broad question because there's a thousand yeah. different lanes we could go down. But why is the overall feeling different? I, I would say it's just. I don't know, I, I, I feel like the the brotherhood isn't really what it used to be. Mm. It's not bad. Right. I won't say bad, you know right. what I mean? But it's just different. And I also feel like people are a lot busier today. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like, you just don't have the time to dedicate to... I, I can remember uh, before Wildwood was always a big thing. You know what I mean? That was a big deal every year, you know? We would take the we would take an engine out of service, take it apart, pull everything off the truck, clean it, polish it, repaint stuff. I mean, we spent hours, hours and hours and hours sure. cleaning the truck. Um, just for the 
hope that you might win a trophy. You know what I mean? Just maybe, yep. you know, maybe, yep. maybe you, you can shot at it. Right. And, um, and we did pretty good, you know, but, um, I, I went this year and, um, you know, ocean County, I, th- I think we had three companies participate in the parade. It's yeah. just like, it's a, it's a little disheartening. You know what I mean? It's just, well, it's not what it, it is. It is. Right. And I, I wonder about like, obviously, I mean, we hold on to nostalgia, right? We, we always we wanted yeah, to be the, lot. we always wanted to be the way it was. Right. And, and, you know, you're saying that I'm sure your father has said that. I'm sure your grandfather oh, has yeah. said it and your great grandfather, four generations yeah. worth. Right. Right. Yeah, it is a challenge today, especially in the volume. And you're, it should be said, I don't know if people didn't pick up on it, but you are also a career firefighter. So you're a career yeah, firefighter right. and yeah. you still volunteer um, yeah. and so on. And so it should be said, right? So, but on the volunteer side, it has become quite challenging. And I think what's happening though, is when we have a lot of people in the fire service holding on to those traditional values and not understanding how it's changed or why it's changed, and there becomes this disconnect. And I think instead of understanding that things always change, we then start to vilify the process. And, yeah, you know, people, are, you know, I mean, we, we can't we can't fear change. That's I, right. I mean, change is inevitable. Change is inevitable. That is a part of life. Right. That is a life thing. Change is inevitable. We have to kind of embrace it. Uh, but we can't forget where we came from either. Right. I agree. So, um, you know, to me, it's like, um, you know, we I love history. I love historical stuff. I, you know, I mean, I got a ton of crap here, you know, in the house, you know, helmets and all kinds of historical stuff. You know what I mean? That I collect. And, right. um, I have a lot of historical fire equipment, uh, up in my attic to get to my attic. There's a, uh, you have to use like a, uh, like an A-frame ladder to get up there. So my wife won't climb up it. So I have a ton of stuff up in the attic. <laughs> she didn't go up, right? I love it. Uh, she doesn't go up there. So she won't, she doesn't know. You That's know what I mean? great. Uh, <laughs> yeah um the really good stuff is displayed or yeah. whatever you know? right 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 like like when did you get that i'm like oh i've had that you know like i've sure. had that leather helmet for you know it's been it forever like since yesterday yeah, had it forever. yeah yeah but um I, I love that so i love the old stuff i love the old pictures i love the old stuff i just it's it's super it really interests me to see where the, where we've come from you know what i mean either in our fire companies or our fire departments and see where 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 we've grown where we've come from we we have to respect those people you sure. know what i mean and 100 you know you know 100 and and i think that one of the things i've had to do in in just in my experiences um is i think everything's about delivery everything's about how you say it not really so much what you have to say but how you say it but if you can get the buy-in if you can get the buy-in from the older guys that like hey listen you know um, we're not changing things for the sake of change because that's not great either. But um, we're, we're changing this because we think this might work better, and let's let's try it. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things I, like I love about what what you do with your show is like you, you show different things from around the country, and we you pick up on stuff, and you're like, hey, that that's pretty cool. Like yep. I, that, that might work for us. Let's share it. My thing is share it. Hey, listen, guys, I saw this. Uh, I, you know, I saw the Minuteman hose load. Um, you know, right now we're running something different. Hey, why don't we try it? If it works for us, awesome. If it doesn't work, you know what? We tried it. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like, ch- change is sometimes okay. You know what I mean? And we just have to kind of accept that and, and be be okay with it. You you yeah. hit on you hit on so many things right here that I want to unpack. But the one thing I want to share as a as an ex, as a 
as an example, was something you did that I reposted. So Wolf Schmidt Fire Training, right? Wolf Schmidt's your last yeah. name. Wolf Schmidt Fire yeah. Training. You do teaching and training, CEUs, all that stuff for you know different yeah, departments. Yeah. Yeah. You put out. I put out a picture of a Wolf Schmidt Fire Training incident arrival card. Yes. That listed yes. like ten bullet points or whatever it was. Yeah, um, like six. I think. Initial, I yeah, yeah, initial radio report, yeah. like on scene, like building size up, conditions, blah 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 blah. Right, whatever it was, and that was just your reference card that people had yeah. gotten from you or so on. And I remember putting that out there, and it was this like, it it exploded. It did very well on content <laughs> yeah. because yeah. it it started a conversation. And obviously, there's two sides of the fence. People are like, "This is great." Great reminder to have on a dashboard. If I'm sitting up front of that engine or truck every single day, I look down and that card's sitting there. It's just a constant refresher of like things that I need to know. Then you got the other side. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. To me, like there is so much stuff we have to think about. We have to remember. Yes. Make the job easier. Yeah. Make it as easy as possible as you can for guys. We And for, especially on the volunteer, even on the career side, there's things that we don't do every single day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, you know, I don't drive the engine every single shift. Right. Right. Like, you know, or the ladder or whatever. So like, you know, if you have little things that can make that job easier, more user friendly, why wouldn't you? I And I don't think it dumbs down the job. And this is where I was going with it. The other side of the coin yeah. was people were like, what the hell do you need that for? You should know your right. job. If you're sitting in you that seat. In that seat. If God, you need to remind you. Those Come people on. drive me nuts. Because they've never, they've never made a mistake because like to have those refresh, to have those refreshers there, the, that, that, um, that idea, you know, those ideas in front of you that you can constantly remind yourself every day. It's not every day you're pulling up on a structural fire first do typically a chief's there ahead of you or another company's there doing a size up. So you're, you might not give that size up for, for a structural fire for two years. And then one day you're going to have to do it. But every day that punch list is there in your truck and you look at it every day. That doesn't dumb the job down, bro. No, no. Make it, make it as easy as you can for for yourself. And listen, if that doesn't work for you, if you're not good with it, don't do it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the other thing, right? If it's not for you, it's not for you. It's not for you. And then fine. You know what I mean? And like, the thing is like, that wasn't something I dreamed up. Right. Like that's something I know I saw years ago, sure. I think I want to say it was Miami Dade. I think I want to say it was a picture of a Miami Dade truck or something like that. I'd seen that a few years ago. And then one of the guys at work saw it and they were, and they, they put them on the ones at work, you know, on the, on the trucks at work, you know? And I was like, you know, that's a really good idea. I'm like, you know, I, I know someone who makes stickers. Like, why don't we absolutely make some stickers? You absolutely. Make, make them for people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, uh, that, that's where that came from. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't work's idea. Like but it was that, you know, wherever, you know. But that was a good example of of what we can do and share to push each other forward. Yes. The other thing exactly. you mentioned, too, that I really want to unpack was, and I wanted to share that as an example of what, you know, something that you were involved with that represents the conversation. The other part of it, too, was you said the delivery matters. And I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. There has to be a level of salesmanship that goes along with making a change. And I think we're lacking those skills, that salesmanship skill of being able to understand the room, the people involved and finding and politicking your way into getting something done. 
Yeah. Delivery yeah, matters. Exactly. 100%. And you know what? Here's the thing is like, you, like, first off, it's like, one, just, just don't be a dick. All right. How's that? How's that? Right. Don't be a dick. Just, I agree. Just, you know what I mean? Like, just you're the way you present it, the way that you, you know, you know, um, you know, even if you disagree with an idea or something like that, like just it's all about presentation. Yes. It's all about, you know, getting the message across. Yes. Right. And listen, you know, um, you know, and someone might have a, a valid, you know, I'll say argument, you know what I mean? Or, or hey, you know, what if this happens? Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, dude, like just, you know, uh, you know, again, like it kind of goes back to that, like, all right, if it doesn't work for us, it's okay. It's dude, fine. Let's you maintain I mean? a mutual respect for one another, right? And have empathy for one another, yes. right? If I yes. have an idea, yes. Mike, I want to tell you my idea. Instead of cutting me off and shooting me down, at least give me the yes. respect to listen, listen to it, listen, listen to yeah. it play out. Even if you a hundred percent disagree with it, yeah. don't discredit the person bringing it to the table. Right. And that person bringing it to the table, that could be the probie. hundred percent. Right? You have someone, you have someone walk in the firehouse who doesn't know anything about anything. Right. And we start teaching them stuff and they're like, Hey, what if we tried it like this? And like, everyone like looks and it's like, shut up. The kid. way I look at it is like, yeah, that's a great idea. I never thought of it that way. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's a different viewpoint. Fresh you know I mean? eyes. Fresh set of eyes. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? You, you know, know what I mean? Like one of those moments. Sometimes but in the fire gets, service, we get jaded in our own opinions and ideas because yes. that's all we know. Yeah. And then an outsider comes in with fresh ideas that right. knows nothing about the fire service and goes, well, why don't you do it this way? And we all sit there like a bunch of Neanderthals and go, huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, you know, you, you got to, you know, kind of give that person, you know, yeah. um, and listen, you know, if they say something like, um, hey, listen, you know, we tried that. It doesn't work. You know, right. Like, All right, that's that's fine. You know what I mean? But um, I think that's a big thing with culture in the firehouse. Right. And I know you're very big on on talking about culture and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Um, and, you know, is, is fostering that culture. Get those people interested. Get them thinking. You know what I mean? Let me let me uh, ask you this. I, I talk about this often um, when I talk about culture and older guys in the firehouse. You're a fourth generation firefighter. Yeah. How many times have you heard the same stories over and over from your grandfather, your great grandfather, your father, dad, right? Yeah. The yeah. guys that are the same age groups in the firehouse. And what do you do each time? Because you have respect for them. You'll sit there and listen to those stories yeah. and engage them on yep. them, even though you've heard those stories a hundred times. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Absolutely. That is huge, and honestly, and I, and that's one thing I, I did want to talk about today. Yeah, was, please. Um, you know the the guys who came before us. You know what I mean? Mm. I think is is so huge. Um, that is such a valuable resource, such a valuable resource. And a lot of times we 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 forget that we may or maybe we discredit that. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, you know, we I, that is something that um I really value, and I think that kind of goes back to something probably my dad just growing up with my dad, just the way he was, you know what I mean? Um, you know, is, is having that respect for them, you know? And, um, you know, there's a, uh, there's a quote. All right. I'm going to quote a, uh, a, uh, a philosopher. Okay. Philosopher by the name of Snoop Dogg said, uh, <laughs> pay attention to the OGs in one of his songs. All right. So I heard that one day and I was like, yeah, you know what? That that is so important. Pay attention to the OGs. They they may have been there, done that, and can help guide you. 
You know what I mean? Like that is to me so huge, right? And and you could be trying to be trying to figure out a problem and they're like, oh, we did that before. We had that problem before. You know what I mean? So one of the things when I was the the volunteer chief at Surf City was um a couple of weeks before I got into that position, I went to every single ex-chief, right, that that I knew and said, Hey, you got any advice? You know, or what what were some big issues for you? You know what I mean? And honestly, like, uh, and most of them really kind of it all boiled down the same thing was um, it's all about our people, right? Our people are our biggest asset, our biggest resource, right? Taking care of our people. That is huge. You know, you can have the nicest fire apparatus in the on, in the world, most expensive, whatever. If you don't have the guys to staff it, you got nothing. That's right. You got nothing. You know what I mean? And um, you got to take care of your guys. You got to, um, um, you know, uh, leadership is such a huge thing, right? It's such a huge thing. And, um, you know, you don't have to have a title to be a leader, right? I, I think that's a big thing. Um, and, you know, I when I was young, I was I really tried chasing the gold. I really wanted to, you know, get that, you know, get that title, move up. You know, I, I really had a uh, a desire to, to, to want to be the, the volunteer chief of my fire company. And, um, you know, that was between that and and being a career fireman those were my life goals and um it's cool i did it and um i, I made a lot of mistakes um I, I learned a lot of things the hard way uh but um really like to me the fires were the easy part right the easy part was the fires people trapped in cars whatever like that stuff was easy for me it was just kind of a little bit of politics dealing sure. with people you know like that to me was the hard stuff you know what I mean? And that I think kind of comes with maturity, comes with experience. And um, it you also can learn that from those older guys who have been there, right? They've seen what works, what doesn't work. I think what's you really know? interesting, Mike, and you bring up great points. And, and I think what's what should be said is history always repeats itself. Maybe not, okay. not maybe not a hundred percent identical, but there are there are yeah. certainly times in life that history will repeat itself. And, yeah. you know, if we have guys that came before us that are still a part of the equation, why would we not want to source their ideas or, or their knowledge of those experiences? And even if it was something a little bit different, they might be able to shed a light on, on something or shine a light on something that just will help you in decision-making. And I think what happens yeah. is, we let our egos get in the way. And today more than ever, yes. we always think we're right. Yes, We've agree. become more emotional yes. and less factual. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And that was, that was a hard thing to kind of, to learn coming yeah. up into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like very like re reactive and very, you know, were you a I mean, young like, chief in surf city? Yeah. Yeah. I How was, old were you? Do you know? I was 30, 31. I, I was think. 27. Yeah. 27 wow. i didn't know jack yeah. shit i thought i did yeah. i was i, I was I did. yeah same <laughs> brother i knew everything you nobody yeah. could tell me yeah. differently i knew everything yeah. i was the worst yeah. i i mean i think i was okay you know um operationally yeah. and so on but like i was the yeah. worst because i could have been so much better i just didn't value all the resources i had in front of me because i was so stuck in my own way yeah. I didn't need anyone else. Now in retrospect, all these yeah. years later, I squandered yeah. an opportunity being departmental yeah. chief because I just thought I was the shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was a shithead. You know, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Really? You know, like humility is a funny thing. It is. It absolutely is. And you know what? That was a cool thing. So I, when I went to go work for, uh, for West Hampton, um, I was a County fire marshal in Ocean County for a few years. Uh, I worked as an EMT down Galloway Township for a few years. And I finally got, got on the job in, in West Hampton Township uh, about 10 years ago, started as a per diem and then eventually moved, rolled into a, fu- a full-time spot. And when I went there, I was, I was immediately humbled, mm. immediately humbled. I was in a room with dudes who had way more experience and were way smarter than me. And I, and I just, I took that opportunity to, it, it humbled me. And I took that opportunity just to listen, listen to these guys. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, I learned, we, we have some awesome fire sure. at work and, um, and we're a growing department. So, I mean, like we have some growing pains, you know, I mean, that's, that's part of the deal. Um, they started, you know, that was a, uh, started as a small, you know, fairly small town. You know what I mean? Um, we're now up to, uh, we're up to 24 full-time career guys. Um, and, uh, we've had a tremendous amount of growth in our department, which, which has been really cool. And, um, the way that we work, we're, we're a title 40 town. So, uh, we can kind of do our hiring from wherever, right? right? We're not limited to, uh, residency, that kind of stuff. So, um, and our requirements to get on is you have to have fire one, you have to have, you know, uh, you know, certain amount of experience, whatever. So what's cool is we've got guys from all over South Jersey. We've got guys who have had spent time down as firemen in Maryland and everything. And we're kind of like this little melting pot of a lot of different ways to do stuff. And it's really cool. You can, you know, we had one guy, he was, uh, 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 down in Georgia, you know, like, um, you, you can, I've learned so many different things, you know what I mean? And we're, we're right in the center of Burlington County. And, uh, we have New Jersey Turnpike route 295 runs through our local. Um, it's a very diverse area. There's a lot going on there. Industrial commercial. We got a lot of big warehouses, um, residential. Um, you know, we got a lot of really good rescues, um, a lot of good house fires. Um, we're surrounded by the most part by some volunteer companies. So, um, we, we, we have a large first due area yeah. just because the staff were, sure. were in the firehouse, sure. nothing against that, but we just, we were on the street quick. So, yeah. uh, cause we're in the firehouse. So like we go to a good amount of fires you know what I mean, and, and rescues and we do a lot of EMS and, um, it, it's been amazing. It, honestly, it, it's been awesome. I, I've gotten such an incredible amount of experience. Mike, let me ask you that a melting pot, if you will, your words, right. Of all these yeah. guys from all different corners coming together being able to bring it all with but you have to have a culture within that allows for each of them to share what they have and the guys that have the empathy to allow that to happen and 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 to not not try to control the narrative yeah yeah absolutely you know what i mean that goes Um, a long way though when you have when you have an environment that fosters that type of growth the sky's the limit Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, the, the, the growth our department has seen is just incredible mm. from, from what it was, you know what I mean? And just whether that's, you know, just not just manpower, but, um, you know, uh, just equipment, sure. you know, the, you know, kind of the way we, we do things, you know, the, you know, the staffing's a, a, a big thing. Um, you know, I can remember when I started, it was, it would just be me and one other person. Right. You know what I mean? Like that was that, when I started. That that was it. You know what I mean? It was just the two of us, and um, you know it, it, it's it's grown by kind of 
almost leaps and bounds. You know, what do you what do you find to be challenging for you? Right. You talked about growing pains before, not to put you on the spot with your own department. But I know so many people that are listening are in departments that are just growing in size, like fast, fast growth. Right. Because they're keeping up with the with the sprawl that's happening in other parts of the country. So a lot of departments are multiplying in size very, very quickly. Um, Yeah. Like we, we have physically outgrown our firehouse, Yeah, you know, like, like we have guys like our, our training room is is now training and bunk room. You know what I mean? Like just, sure. we have nowhere else to put them. Sure. You know, it's either that or you sleep in the truck bay. We're not doing that. So, yeah, you know, like, like we're just, we're, 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 we've outgrown the station. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, um, it's just the growing pains of it though. Right. Yeah. Because you're, you're trying to maintain your identity, but you're learning what your identity is as you continue to grow. Yes. Yes. You know, and it's a, um, I think the, one of the big things is, you know, especially when we have, um, some newer people coming in and everything and, and we're constantly evolving, you know what I mean? Uh, but like having those new people come in, it is so, so important that, um, we take the time with them and show them the way, right. And show them how to do, how to do things, how we're going to do things, you know, how, you know, what, what, what our expectations are. I think that's huge. You got to let people know what, like, Hey, these are our expectations. Um, and that kind of comes from culture, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, you're, you have an opportunity in this department to be a fireman, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we do a lot with EMS and, you know, and all the other stuff, but you have an opportunity to be a, a good fireman and learn from good firemen. And, um, if, if you, want to take that road and take that opportunity and learn from some guys who've been to a good amount of fires. You, you have that opportunity. This Love is a great it. opportunity. You know what I mean? And um, so you want to try and set them up for success. I mean, you, you can't, I mean, sometimes we have to spoon feed information to people, you know? Yeah. But you have to also have to have, want that drive. You know what I mean? You got to have that interest in wanting to do it. Yeah. Um, and wanting to learn, you know what I mean? And that's something that kind of comes from within, I guess. Um, but you can also inspire people, right? Like you can inspire people who want to, you know, to get that drive, you know what I mean? To want to learn more, be the best at what we can do. Um, that is something that that I've, I've I've really tried to do is that constant journey of self-improvement. You know what I mean? I think that is that is huge. Um, it's just constantly learning different ways to do the job. Um, you know, wh- whatever aspect it is. I mean, we, we can't all be experts in everything, right? But, uh, but at least pass along um, the, the tools that they need to, to, to move forward. And I, to me, the being a fire, being a fireman is such an important um, uh, amount of responsibility, right? People call us on the worst day of their life and um, you know, they expect the best. Yes. Right. There's that saying, you know, you know, they don't, I forget where it was from, but um, and I, I'm not going to quote it perfectly, but like, when someone calls nine one one, they don't want two dumbasses in a pickup truck. Right? right. They want so they they want highly trained professionals. Whether you're a career volunteer, that's what that's what they expect. That's what they deserve. You know what I mean? They deserve the best. They they right? expect the they expect it every single time. Exactly. And yeah, so exactly. we need to be able to give exactly what they want. It's an yeah. unconditional call. There's no yes. conditions placed yes. on what we do. So we can't tell them right. we can't be there. We can't get there quickly. We don't have enough people to do this. We don't have enough equipment or people to mitigate this problem. Like we, it, there's no work. conditions. Right. Unconditional response. Yep. This episode's brought to you by Taylor's Tins. 
Taylor and his crew at Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 tins in the market, they are a leader in the helmet front space. Custom design, one-offs to department orders. They can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on, and they provide nothing but top-shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the National Fire Radio podcast and platform, and Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. And at checkout... For a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFR sent me. That's NFR sent me for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. This episode is brought to you by the Affordable Standpipe Prop. Let's break it down real quick. Steve and the crew at Affordable Drill Towers is doing it again. They've created this fully custom and fabricated standpipe prop to support the fire service. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing piece of training equipment. And I want to hop into it real quick. It is designed with a 4-inch manifold of high-strength galvanized Schedule 10 pipe. The cart manifold are powder-coated red for a durable finish, meaning it's not just a talking piece. It's not something you tuck away on the shelf. This is a training prop that can be wheeled into the classroom and then brought out onto the training ground. And so let's talk about that. In the classroom, there's nothing better than having a hands-on prop in front of the students, in front of the fire companies that are there to learn about standpipe and FBC connections. Having that prop in the classroom allows for a great instructional lecture. And then from there, take the standpipe theory and translate it to the training grounds. You could wheel the cart out that's on casters. You wheel it out into the parking lot. And that same training prop that you just used hands-on in the classroom can now be used hands-on on the training ground by pumping into it and flowing out of it. It offers such versatility in its approach. It has a two and a half inch Siamese connection, seven two and a half inch outlets, six of which are standpipe valves, has a water motor gong, sprinkler head with a control valve, and a system pressure gauge. You can also upgrade and put three of the most common field adjustable PRVs. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing training prop that needs to be in every fire company or training department across the country. Reach out to Steve and the crew, info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Ask for a demo, ask for information, or check them out on social media and YouTube. There's plenty of content out there that shows you exactly what the affordable standpipe prop can do for you. Yeah, yeah. We got to do the best that we can with what we got and give them a, a give us give them a 110%. I, I think that's huge. I, I really do. And that's kind of the, the way I look at it. And um, I, I think I kind of, I took that from my dad, you know what I mean? Kind of growing up, that was just kind of how he was. And certain guys like in the, in the, you know, in the firehouse, you know, really took things super seriously. And um, when I was, I guess, 19, 19, we had a, we had a house fire report of entrapment um, right down the street from my parents' house. Yeah. So yeah. go there. It's um, the first two engine. It's uh, dr- the driver's past chief. Uh, our captain i'm in the back i had just been out of fire school maybe a year maybe right um and uh and like two junior members so uh we get there i stretch a line up to uh up to the door push my way up to the top floor uh everything on long beach most of the homes on long beach island are uh, reverse living so like the kitchen 
uh, the living room, all that stuff is on the is actually up on the the third level, top floor. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the fire started in the kitchen. It, it got right up into the attic, and and it was you know running the attic. Um, you know, it was a pretty good fire. You know, as soon as we pulled up, so uh, stretch a line, get to the top of the stairs. Captain's behind me. He's stretch a line, everything, and um, like I guess it was possible entrapment. Like the, you know, the neighbor said we we don't know where where the homeowner is. Right, elderly woman. So, uh, so I'm looking down. I'm waiting for water, and I'm kind of looking down low, and uh, and I see a couple. I see like what looked like 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 white shoes, like kind of like pointing down. Didn't look right. So I drop the nozzle, crawl over there. Sure enough, there's this lady there. So grab, call on the radio. Hey, got a victim. Start dragging her out, and uh, Captain helps me. You know, he ends up not making it. Right. Um, nothing we did wrong, honestly. Um, it turned out she uh, she had a heart attack before the fire, right? Is what they determined, right? Um, but that was the, the point of this is it was very impressionable on me at a uh, at, at a very young age of how important this is and how important training is. Okay, um, I got to that lady and I didn't have a plan on how I was moving her. Right, I didn't have a plan. I was just like, holy shit, right? Like. How am I going to move this lady, right? Like, yeah, we practiced it. You know what I mean? There's a couple different ways to do it, but what's my way? What's my go-to way? And honestly, I grabbed her wrist and I just started dragging, right? And it worked, right? And that's fine. But you got to have a way. You got to have something that, that's going to work for you. And you got to practice that. Um, and, and sometimes, like, it's as silly as that sounds, I could tell you there's a lot of guys, you ask them, hey, what's your go-to method to move a victim? And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. Right? Something to think about. Yeah. Right? Well, I, I mean, it goes, yeah, yeah. Mike, you're a hundred percent right because there's so many things involved there. Right. And it's like, yeah. so often, so many people don't think that it's going to be them. I'm not going to be in that position. Yeah. I mean, I know guys right. that, I know guys that won't wear bailouts. Mm -hmm. Like they don't want to wear a bail, bailout kit is offered to them. They don't want to wear it. Yeah. And I go I, to me, if my department issues equipment that could potentially save my life and let me go home to my family and gives me one more layer of protection, I understand. Life. Yeah, well, yeah. 100%, right? I yeah. mean, I understand at the end of the day, like, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time, you know, it's a burden, right? We carry it, it's extra weight, it's in the right, way, it's right, bulky, right, yeah. whatever, right? But that 0.1%, if that's going to get me home, Absolutely I'm willing to, it. I'm willing to make that sacrifice for my wife and kids. It's not, it's right. selfish yeah. when we, I mean, you wear SCBA, you wear turnout gear, right? Like, right. so, so those are yeah. pieces of equipment that are afforded to us. So I think that that's important. I think you hit a very good point there. A lot of people don't think it's going to happen to them. A lot of people yeah. are not prepared for when it does go down. And it's those yeah. that are in the trenches training and learning and wanting to be more and do better are the ones that just come out on top more often than not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you kind of, you, you have to have that drive. You have to have that. And listen, like to me, like with, with training, it's, um, and, uh, and I call it self-improvement. All right. You, you, that's a constant journey. That's a journey throughout the fire service. And, um, one of the, uh, one of the cool, one of the really cool things um, is that, like, to me, that that should never end. You know, as long as you're a part of this, that should, that should, that learning should never end. And one of the cool things was we, uh, and a, a guy I, I want to mention, um, he just passed away last year, um, a guy named Chief uh, Emil Tumsuden. Uh, he was chief of Surf City for on and off about 20 years, Yeah, 50-year member yeah. of the fire company. 
this dude was legit. He was a great fireman. He was one of the first fire coordinators, fire coordinators in Ocean County. Um, and uh, he had gotten out of the fire service a little bit. Um, he kind of came back like, uh, I'll say late 2000s. And well, so he had been gone out of the fire service a good almost 20 years. Right. Mm. And uh, he had just had a parting of the ways, whatever. And uh, he comes back. He he uh, he pulled up on a house fire. And um, the woman was trying to go back in this house fire in Surf City, and he ended up grabbing her, holding her down, keeping her from going back in the house, and ultimately saved this lady. Yeah, you know what I mean from going back. I mean, this place was this place was rocking when we pulled up. So um, he saved that lady's life. You know what I mean by not letting her go back in. He was trying to save I don't know like her her belongings or whatever. Um, that's what kind of triggered him to get back into it. The coolest thing with this guy was. He had been going out for like I said, good twenty years. We set him up with new, with some gear, everything, you know, and we're going to show him the truck. They're all new trucks since he's been there. You know what I mean? That guy didn't, he didn't skip a beat. It was like he had never left. He was that good, and it wasn't like ego or anything. He just, he knew what to do. Right. And then he started teaching us stuff, stuff about the trucks that we didn't even know. You know what I mean? So like, what an incredible resource. And the big thing with him was like he was like. He was such a gentleman, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that is something, and, and you know, again, I, that's something that I've tried to emulate, you know what I mean? It's stuff I've learned from my dad and and, and especially from him and uh, another chief, uh, uh, Ed Hazelton. Right. Um, guys are just great guys. Um, and, um, but they, they never stop learning that, you know, they, both of those guys I just mentioned, Anytime we, we would have a class, they're in the class. They would be in my class and they would get done the class and say, oh, I learned something. I'm like, me, I just taught a 50-year guy. He's like, oh, I just learned something. I'm like, that, that, that's so cool. You know what I mean? And like right up in, and like that one guy, uh, Chief Tom Sudden, right up until the end, just a few weeks before he passed away, he was he was driving the truck on calls. He was, sure. you know, t- attending classes. That is like, that is so cool. I love you know the, I, mean? I love these guys that, um, you know, the, the, the long game for them, they, they're, you know, members of their fire companies for so long and they're so active and it is yeah. the, it's, it actually is who they are, right? It's like, it's, yeah. it's who they are. It's their uh, persona. It's their identification, yeah. if you will. But you said yeah. something that really struck, um, struck a chord with me. You said, be a gentleman. And yeah. I think that that is so important. You know, I'm it starting is. to make a lot more, um, references to life, you know, that the fire, the podcast obviously is about firefighting, talking to guys and girls right. about yeah. the job and so on. But man, do I love when the conversation kind of circles back to like how firefighting can make us better people? Because I yes. firmly believe we need good people in this world more than ever these days. Um, and I think I, firemen, firefighters, fire women, men, everybody in the yeah, fire yeah. service, I think Absolutely. we represent what could be the very best of society. It's giving oneself for a stranger yeah. and so if exactly that's what that's what that's me is the fire service that's what we're about man we're we're, we're ready to lay it lay it all down the line for something we don't even know and we you know need I mean? we and, need to share that with people and and yeah. and i think firefighters have the ability to take the lead in society to really show yes. what it's like to be selfless try, and try, and um, try inspire people you know be a gentleman try inspire i think that's that's huge you know and um so one thing i i do want to mention um, cause it's, it's become a, a bigger, a kind of a big part of my, my life in the last, you know, three, four years. Um, 
So uh, you, you may, may or may not know um, about about three, four years ago, um, I became a Freemason. Okay. Okay. Um, do you know anything about it? I do. N- I mean, other than uh, like Da Vinci Code and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's no, I get it. I don't know much about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I do know. Go ahead. I, I do know yeah. a little bit, but I don't want to speak out a little of, bit. But yeah. yeah. So right. break that so, down for me. Yeah. So, um, so, and this is, you'll see where this is kind of circles back to these guys is, um, so my dad's not a Freemason. His dad wasn't, his dad wasn't, um, his dad was, um, going way back. Um, I had some, some family around civil war time that were, they were Freemasons. Um, so it, it, I'm kind of, was like kind of removed from it, you know, and, and kind of like the fire service, like, if you're if your dad your your you know your your mom was in the fire service like you got into it you know what right. I mean it was kind of yeah you know makes sense a lot of people that's how we how we got into it right um same thing with Freemasonry um I think a lot of a lot of guys get into it because their dad was part of it or grandfather or something and um so I was pretty far removed from it you know what I mean um really didn't know much about it. same thing I was on the same thing like like oh I, I watched National Treasure I'm like oh it's cool yeah you know right I mean like, yeah, exactly my about. point yes like, yeah, yeah. For, yeah that's yeah, like, what I'm nas- yeah 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 exactly so um so anyway uh so I don't know it just kind of like sort of interests me I kind of did a little bit of research um worst place to go is the internet because it's just it's ridiculous people are ridiculous you know what I mean Oh, it's a secret society. Conspiracy theories, man. Like, they run rampant. Conspiracy theories. Oh mm-hmm. my God. You know, like they're, they're the Illuminati. They're going right, to take right. over the world someday. Right. All this crap. It's like, we, we can't even, we have meetings. We can't even decide what we're going to have for the meal for the next month. You know what I mean? Like you think we're going to take over the world. You know what I mean? Well, if you do remember, so, we did this interview. You and I are friends. You're going to look out for me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Just wanted to put it on record. Just wanted to put it on record. You ever see Billy Madison? Oh yeah, it's one of my you know, favorites. He's like, man, and you're you're gonna be like, man, man, I'm glad I interviewed Thank that. God, guy. I called that guy. <laughs> yeah, Steve Buscemi putting lipstick on, wearing high heels, sitting on the couch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so I don't know. It just there's something kind of interested me, and like some of the guys I mentioned, like. Uh, well, what is Peter, it? Like, give me a little background on it. So, all right, because so I'm sure a so lot of people a, don't know what it is. They don't know what it is, right? And that's so. Um, so basically, it's a uh, it's the world's uh, oldest men's fraternity, right? Um, right. And um, modern for what we call modern Freemasonry as we know it today uh, started in 1717 in England. Um, so, and that's modern, uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. true, like organized, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of theories as to really where it came from. You know, um, a lot of people believe that, um, they came from, uh, like the operative stonemason guilds, um, that built like the big cathedrals, you know, like in the 1300s, that right. kind of stuff. There's also some belief that it came from the Knights Templar, um, uh, when they were persecuted and, and executed all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. Some people who escaped also started it. There's a there's a ton of different conspiracy theories, but modern Freemasonry as we know it, um, basically it's it's the whole per to me the whole purpose of it is is self improvement, right? Mm. And that's a term I, I threw out a, a little earlier. Yes, is this constant journey toward being your your best oneself, right? And um, that's basic 
you know, and we listen, they do charity stuff, um, you know, fundraisers and whatnot. You know, they donate money, you know, to uh, just, you know, to sick kids. That's a big thing. Dyslexia, um, right? Yeah, there's there's that. Uh, there's the, the Shriners are an offshoot of uh, of Freemasons. You okay. have to be a Freemason to be a, to be a Shriner. And they're very big into that. Um, you know, it's it's definitely, you know, like a community service type organization. They're very big on brotherhood. And what's funny is, um, you know, we refer to each other as brother. Yes. Right. And like that's, you know, that that is our that is like a title almost. You know what I mean? And the similarities between the fire service and Freemasonry is is really, really interesting. It's really interesting. And what's cool is um, the ritual that we do. And I and, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's a secret society. Well, it's not secret society, you know. There's a big G on the on the on the front of the building. You yeah. know that we exist. Right. Clearly, yeah. we're in the secret. It is a society that has secrets, right? So we do a certain ritual, and there's certain ways we do things. We say things. We have, you know, oaths, obligations that we do, and um, that we that we can't share with you, right? Unless you want to join. Yeah, right? it's for members. And right, yeah, unless you're you mm-hmm. want to join and, and be a part of it. That's you know that's when you learn all that stuff. Um, basically what they do is, um, and what's cool is like, everyone's gone through that same process, that same, um, process to become a, what we call master Mason. Right. Um, you start as an entered apprentice, which is like a, a probie. Okay. Right. So you're like the probie, right. Is your entered apprentice. Maybe you become a fellow craft Mason. So maybe you got a few years on the job. Right. And then you become what we call master Mason. And, um, so, and that to me is like, almost like the senior guy in the fires, you know, the job, right? Um, so what's super cool about it is, is that it's a, uh, it's a framework built for self-improvement, right? And it's like, kind of like, I've ever seen like, you know, there's books about self-help, you know what I mean? Like self-help book, you know what I mean? How can you be better of whatever? These guys figured this out back in the 1700s, right? The ritual that we do, the lessons that we, that we learn are timeless. The same ritual that, that I did is pretty damn close to what George Washington did and what Ben Franklin did. You know what I mean? Like that is super cool. You know what I mean? And, and my ancestors who were Freemasons, they, we pretty much do the same right. ritual, right? Every state's a little different on how they do ritual. It's divided up by state, um, but it's pretty much all the same. I think the big thing with free, with Freemasonry is um, you have to, when you join, you have to be someone of good moral character. So you have to pass a background check. You have to be uh, kind of like vetted by uh, three other Masons. You have to be recommended. I'll say when you when you sign your application. So um, and listen, like we have some bad eggs. It happens, and the fire service is the same thing. Of course, you know, there's some bad eggs. Yeah, that's anything you do. Um, but for the most part, they're genuinely great guys, right? Do anything for you. Um, and you, there's a certain level of trust, right? Trust is a big thing, right? Especially in the fire service, right? But um, there's this level of trust that that you have when you meet a Mason, you don't even know who he is, but when you identify that, like, like that's huge. You get that connection. Um, cause we've been through that whole thing. And, um, there's some guys who join Freemasonry and they, they get through the whole process. They get their master Mason and, uh, you know, maybe they pay their dues every year and that's it. They don't really come out to meetings. They don't really use it, use it to its full potential. Right. Right. <clears throat> but it's to me, like I said, we have some missions on what we do you know, promote the brotherhood, you know, um, you know, kind of, you know, uh, and it's, what's cool is you walk in and there's guys that are 21, 
22, my age, guys who are in their 70s. You know what I mean? It's a it's a really wide mix of, yeah. of people yeah. from all different backgrounds, right? Kind of like, kind of like a firehouse. 100%. Right? I mean, that's all it sounds like yeah. to me. It's just yeah, you're wearing it's a different really, uniform and doing different tasks. Doing different stuff, right? And the uh, But they give you tools. We take the tools of the operative mason, like the uh, the level, the square, the plumb, and we they all teach us lessons. There's certain things we can learn from that, and sure. we use them to uh, to better ourselves, right? How can we be a better husband, dad, person, a gentleman, right? And um, it kind of helps you kind of steer yourself in the right direction of how, you know, being the best person you can be. And right. Honestly, the reason I got into it was one day it clicked with me. One day it clicked with me and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, all these guys in the in the fire department, different fire departments that I know at work, at home, wherever. Every guy I know who is a Freemason was a genuinely good dude. Every single one. And I was like, that's not a coincidence. There's got to be something to this. Right. And. One day I'm at the I'm, I'm at my firehouse and that guy was telling me about Chief Amel Tom Sudan. Um, because some guys are, you know, pretty open about that they're Freemasons. Some sure. guys aren't, you know, right. and that's that's fine. Um one day he walks in the firehouse and he's got a he's got a square, square and compass, um, uh, which is our and with a G in it, and that's our that's our symbol. Um and I didn't know he was a Mason. I was like, oh, Chief, I was like, or um, you're, are you are you Freemason? He's like, oh yeah, you know I'm Beach Haven Lodge, you know two eighty six, you know whatever Sextant Lodge, and I had no I, I had no idea about that. And again, he was one of those guys I just I I I just looked up to and, and wanted to be that guy, you know. And I was like, that was that sealed the deal for me. I was like, if that guy's a Freemason, I think I I want to go through with it, you know. Because um, the whole process of you I know, love, of course, time, of course, you know. But that was you know be, like like I said between him. Chief Hazelton from Stafford Fire Company, where I, I live now, and I'm, I'm running there now, which has been awesome. Um, and uh, I, you know, I was like, "There's something to this," you know what I mean? And, and it's been it's been so cool. What what you I know, think you, is really awesome about this, right, is like the the shared beliefs and commonality between what you guys have. Like you, you referred yeah. to like the rituals and things that you had to go through and be a part of. We're the same as your ancestors and even people yeah. like George Washington. And I think what that does is that's that commonality, that bond that you share. And it's just like firefighting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just like firefighting. You don't know what it's like pushing down a hallway until you do you know it. I mean? You know, and, and the, you the do it with a guy hospital. next to you and the guy behind you right, and the guy exactly, in front of yeah, you. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you, you, you can't share that with anything else. And I, th I know like the military is very big on that. Like guys who've been in combat together, like they're, they have a special bond, right? Yes. And I think firemen, we have a special bond. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, and Freemason, same thing. You know what I mean? Um, so it, uh, we got to be protective it, of that, Mike. Yes. hundred percent. We, we got to, we got to recognize, I know for the Freemasons, I'm sure that's, um, that's just the way it is. And, and that's your way of life. And so you do, yeah. you're very protective of it. And in fact, you're so protective yeah. that there's certain things that's secretive. In the fire service, we have to be more protective of that sacred bond that we all share, yes. and we yeah, can't. Also, there's a there's a lot of frauds, a can't. lot of fakes, a lot of want to be like oh you know we can't violate that sacred trust yeah, that we exactly. share. And I think 
that's where a lot of like character and accountability comes in and, and integrity, right? All these big words, but like those yeah. words matter. Like words actually matter. You know, people are like, oh, it's only words. And I'm like, no, but words matter. They have meaning behind that. You know, what's it's so funny. You mentioned those three words. You know, what's, you know, what's um, my department at work. You know, what's on the side of the trucks on the, in the firehouse. What is it? Character, integrity, accountability, right? Bingo. It's, that that's that's really what it comes down to. Here's the thing: is um, we can teach any, and the th one of the things that you know our guys say at work is we can teach anyone to be a good fireman. We 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 pretty much can, you know what I mean, for the most part. Um, if you want to learn and and you know you you want to be into the job, we can teach you how to be a good fireman. Yes. But we can't teach you how to be a good person. Correct. I say right? it all the time. And that, and that, Absolutely, that's the foundation that you need to have. And we need I was, good people. You know, just be a, just be a good person. Be a nice person. Um, what did I say before? Don't be a dick, right? Like, <laughs> just be a just be nice. You but know Mike, I mean? be to be a good, a good person, to be you know? a good person takes work. You it does. It absolutely takes work. Good people don't. Good people don't focus on themselves as the whole. They focus on the mission, the people around them. Right. right? I mean, yeah. that's that's yeah. where that matters. Now, I'm not saying you can't focus on yourself, but. Of course, you you right. have to be in a good place right. in life. It's a, it's a team. It's a team sport, you know. If you want to call, it, you know what I mean. You gotta you gotta really. be willing to give yourself to something. Yeah, exactly. And and I think again, one of the big things is we need to we need to impart that with other people. You know what I mean? And you know, kind of you know, if someone's not doing the right thing or doing you know or whatever, they're, they're kind of slipping up not being to that standard, we got to, we got to kind of give them a little kick and just, you know, a little, a uh, little tough love, if you will, you know, and I'm in the same, I've had to I've had to get some tough love, you know, 100%. Over, over the years, you know what I mean? Where no one's perfect. I'm certainly not. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of things that I could do better. You know what I mean? A lot of things that I, I need to work on. Um, but we, I think we all need to recognize that and we, we, we need to be a little bit more aware of it. Right. And, and again, share the knowledge that we have, show these people or newer people the way, cause they're, they're the future. Right. Yeah. Um, like ne never have I ever thought that I would be like one of the senior people in the firehouse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, uh, it was funny was remember, uh, I was talking about that, that, that particular fire. And, um, uh, I had two guys, um, that I'm working with in Palmyra. Um, and, uh, so like I said, I'm, we're, I'm doing a, uh, it's a volunteer, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, a stipend type thing. Right. Right. So you work a shift or whatever, you get a stipend, whatever. Yep. Um, so, uh, I'm working with two young guys there and they're, they're texting back and forth. They're really into the job. And, uh, they asked, they're like, Hey, you know, um, kind of going back to that thing about, uh, like, uh, about finding a victim. They're like, Hey, what do you say on the radio when you find a victim? Right. Like what's the. What's your, what's your department's procedure? Do you have a procedure? What do you say? Right. Um, whatever. So, uh, um, they, they asked me, they're like, Oh, well, what have you done in the past? And I was like, well, the first time I had it happen, like we, we just got radios in the back of the truck. It used to be the officer. It was the only guy. Oh, I get radio. it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know what I mean? So like, we had just gotten some radios in the back of the truck, found this victim. I just said, Hey, found a victim coming out like i, I even, couldn't even really tell you like, it was nothing crazy you know and i was like you know that's why i did that fire in 2003 or whatever and what do you think those guys said to me what'd they say 
oh, I was a year old. I was, you know, I was in, you know, and I was like, you know, I was in kindergarten. I was yeah. like, are you, are yeah. you kidding me, man? Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, but you bring but, up a really good point, man. You bring up such a good point. Those are those things that, like, to me, um, I, I talk about uh, heavy smoke. And I say, yeah. what does that mean to you versus that 19 year old kid that's only been to maybe one or two fires? And now we're now we're conditioning him to give a report from the rear because he happens to be sitting in that seat that day. Right. Yeah. And now, you know, we have our guidelines, our, our rules and regulations, our guidelines, our, our operating procedures, whatever you want to call them. We have all that. But how deep does that go? Because a lot of what you learn on the job is uh told to you, taught to you, experience driven, yeah. right? And so we can yeah. only we can't write a guideline or an operational note on every single thing. So it's like from right. the rear yeah. you give a report, you know, I got yeah, heavy smoke right? or you're inside the building, I have heavy smoke and then Mike Wolfschmidt walks in and he goes, "Bro, that's not heavy smoke." Like, you know, I'm not duck walking, I'm not to the floor, like right. that's heavy Over smoke, yeah. right? But so my yeah. point is this, right? Is like we have to give our people the tools to be able to be a part of the conversation and so that they fit in and we need to be able to do that. So there's commonality across the board matters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, with that going and going back to training, like, um, it is such an important thing. It is such an important thing that we, again, try and better, not only better ourselves, right. And constantly work toward that self-improvement, right. And, um, you know, we, we need to, you know, kind of inspire, we need to inspire other people to say, Hey, you know, I want to go to that class. I yes. want to learn. I want to, I want to, you know, do all this stuff. Cause we're, it's going to be, it's going to make for success for all of us, right? We're, we're going to be more successful if we do that. We fall, we foster that culture, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I think that's so huge. And is that what, is that what got you to teach? Yeah, you know what? That's kind of like kind of what got me into teaching. So I, um, you know, I've been to some fires with my volunteer company that just, um, put it politely, did not go well. Sure. Um, operationally, okay, it just did not go well um, for number numbers of reasons. I could tell you stories for hours of crazy nonsense that's going on. Um, you know, with my volunteer house, and um, so. You know, I'm like, we're going to need to figure this out, right? How can we figure this out? We got to get better at this by by training, right? And and also, there was a lot of things that, like, I didn't have answers to. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I was curious. I wanted to learn. So I, I took the time to not only just go to the local fire academy, but I went to fire academies throughout the state. I went across. Then I started going across state borders. Then I started going to, you know, you know, um, you know Firehouse Expo, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. And and trying to learn as much as I could and then, and, and try and bring some of that back. Sure. You know what I mean? Of what we had learned. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, it's funny. Cause like when I was in high school, I kind of toyed with the idea at one point about maybe being a teacher. Like I kind of toyed with the idea a tiny bit. Right. I'm like, you know, June, July, and August seem really enticing. <laughs> to be, you know, I'm like, this, it sounds pretty good, right? Nine months a year? Um, I'll take three months yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know it's what it's much more to that, to it than that. But, um, 
it was just something like I started doing. I started running company drills, right? Started taking the lead on company drills, doing some stuff. And um, some would go good. Some I would totally overcomplicate and, uh, you know, whatever. But and uh, that was a learning process. But that's kind of what I got, how I kind of got started into it. And um, I started to enjoy it. And then um, we had uh, we had someone, we had a woman retire at work. Um, she was our CPR instructor. And uh, I was like, you know, that kind of seems sort of interesting. Maybe sure. I'll take on that, you know? So I said to the chief, Hey chief, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to try and, you know, go to the class or whatever, become an instructor for that. Right. I already had my fire instructor. I was helping teach at the fire Academy, you know, locally and everything. Um, so I kind of got into that. And then um, as I started doing more, um, I, uh, I took an EMT refresher, right. I took an EMT refresher and I had a woman teaching the refresher and she says, Oh, next week we're doing trauma. Right. Next week is trauma. And um, we're going to talk about bleeding control, this, that. She's like, oh, but I don't I don't have a, uh, a mannequin or tourniquets to, to show you because tourniquets really for EMS are kind of new, I'll say, you know, within the last few years. Yeah. Right. Like when I started, that wasn't a thing. Right. Um, and I just started teaching the stop the bleed class. I had taken the class, got certified to be instructor. And so I had a couple things. So I said to her, I'm like, yo, I said, I'll I'll bring in my stuff for you. I'll bring my stuff. You can use it. I don't care. You know, let's, you know, and, uh, I'm, I'm taking this class the next week and, uh, I had everything set up for, her and, um, she, uh, she says, okay, this next part, Mike's going to teach. Put me on the spot. And I was like, how a student, this what better way? Like, let's go. Right. So I like, I gave All my in. little, spiel. yeah, you know, I gave my little spiel. I was put on the spot. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm, sooner i do this the sooner we're getting out of here you know like i'm like all right i'll i'll give it a try you know so i did my little spiel and um we got done and she's like hey how would you like to work with me right you know teaching emt refreshers yeah and i'm yeah. like i guess like i never really give it gave it any thought you know not really realizing that was it that was totally an interview that was your test yeah, yeah. It, that was a test you yeah. know what i mean like, that was an interview let's go I, like i didn't see that you know what i mean and uh so um, that's how I kind of got into the, you know, teaching EMS part of it. Um, EMS is a big part of my job. Sure. Okay. At work. I know that for a lot of people, um, they hate it, right? They didn't sign up to be a fireman, to be an EM, to do EMS. Um, it's not cool, right? Um, and I'll be completely honest. If I have a choice, whether it be on the fire truck or the ambulance, I'm going to the fire truck. Yeah. Every, every time. I get it. Every time. I'm, I'm, I'm a fireman first, honestly. But I like the EMS stuff. I love being a fireman. I like the EMS stuff. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, so uh, she inspired me to get my EMT instructor, which um, if you're at all, if anyone's any familiar with the process in New Jersey, it's very difficult. Um, when I started the process, they told me there's only about 300 EMT instructors in, in the state of New Jersey. Is that right? And Yeah. So if you think about, I don't know what they're at now, but if you think about it, with New Jersey, it's a pretty densely populated state. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of EM. Think of how many EMTs are in New Jersey. That's not a lot of instructors, right? So it it, it was a couple year process to get through it. Um, and uh, I did that. Um, I'm I'm glad I did it. You know, and I I've started doing that, and um, I've been very busy doing that, te teaching stuff for for my department. Um, yeah, it's for my business. It's, it's been good. a really big part of it. And, um, but on the fire side of kind of 
the teaching end um, and where I kind of kind of going into where like the whole business end of it was. Um, I had a fire company reach out to me and they saw I had posted something on Facebook or whatever and um, of a drill that we did at, at Surf City. And they were like, oh, that's really cool. Did you come down there and run that drill for us? I'm nice. Like, yeah, I, I, I guess. Sure. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, and I get done and they're like, all right, well, how much is it? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, you, guys you guys have you guys are getting pizza, right? You guys having pizza? pizza? I was you know? just gonna say that you guys yeah, having pizza. Like, like, oh, I'm like, right. You know, yeah. And it kind of morphed, kind sure. of morphed into that. And then plus, I would take a lot of classes, and I was kind of like, like I'm kind of like, man, I, I could do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and I, I did attend. So I got that's how I kind of got into the teaching part of it, and it's become a huge part of my life, um, which which is cool. I, I, it's a great outlet for me, especially, um, this January will be six years. Um, so basically, we'll call it six years. Um, uh, I haven't had a drink in six years, right? Um, it was becoming a problem for me. All right, mm. it wasn't every day, but when I would have a drink, it was like one speed go. Yep. So um, it would become problematic. Um, so I was uh, very lucky. I just quit cold turkey, right? All right, I'm done. Yeah, recognized it wasn't That's good it. for you. Yeah. Okay, this, this is not going, this is, you know, my daughter was super young. She was only a few months old. And I was like, this, this isn't, this is not conducive. This is not to, you know, to, this is not doing any benefit to me. Yes. Or my family, right? That's the way I looked at it. So I just stopped. Um, which is tough in the fire service. You no know what I mean? That's a big part of our culture, right? Yes. Uh, for better or for worse. Sure. You know what I mean? It, you know, as long as it's kind of done in moderation, it's okay. Right? That's the way I look at it. Um, so that kind of turned into my outlet, right? That kind of turned into my outlet. And I've, you know, spending a lot more time, you know, doing some research, getting in the book, building building out classes, um, sharing some of my uh, experiences, and I did. I attended a class one time, and the instructor had a uh, he had a GoPro attached to his gear, right? And um, he he played the video in the in the class, and he's like, "Hey, this is a fire we were on. This is what happened. This is what we did. This is what we learned from it." And I was like, "That's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible." Because listen, any instructor could, you know, can just pull up a YouTube video, and we can Monday morning quarterback something we saw, you know. A, a 20 second clip of what we saw, you know, online, right? Yep. We, we can do that all day long. Yep. Right. Anyone can do that. But it but when you can translate experience, when you can share experience, hey, this is something that this is an incident we went on, this incident we had, this is what we did. That's huge. That's huge as an instructor, right? To be able to translate that. And I've been able to I've tried my best to to try and translate some of my experience. Sure. Right. Well, I, you know, with, with, with firefighting and, and extrication and a little bit of EMS, you know, like um, I've, I've tried to, you know, pass that along, you know what I mean? It's become a kind of a passion. Well, and, and that's, what's exciting about it, right. Is when you have opportunity, let's share it, right. Whether, you know, whether it's yeah. that simple, uh, you know, uh, arrival card on the front seat of the apparatus we were talking about, or a personal experience or story that you you learned or or you know um, gathered over the years. It's that stuff matters. It's valid, right? It's vetted in it and so on. Just like we talked about about paying attention to the OGs, listen yes. to those stories. Yeah. The story you've heard a hundred times, but yes. you're gonna you know entertain them anyway. That that that's value, man. Like that's huge, you know. And it's not just like 
boring war stories. I mean, like something that's got value, you know what I mean? Something that we've, that we've learned from it. You know what I mean? Um, we look at, uh, you know, you, you know, you sit down, you, you know, and a great way to learn is, you know, you, you read about case studies, you read about fires that happened in the past. Um, you know, uh, previous line of duty deaths, uh, NIOSH reports, that stuff. There's all lessons to be learned. History repeats right? itself. Right. Exactly. Kind of just circling back to where we yeah. kind of started with the conversation yeah. was like, that is so true. Right. Like that to me is, is such an important thing. Um, and like I said, I, I've really tried to, um, um, take that ball and run with it. You know what I mean? Cause I kind of, I've seen like a, there's a need. You yeah. I mean? there's, there's a need. There's a lot of young guys that are, they want that direction. They want that. They want to, they want to learn. Right. I was that guy. You know what I mean? I'm, listen, I'm still a student. I consider myself a student forever. I'm constantly learning and, stuff. And one thing I love, I love about teaching. And yes, I taught a class yesterday. And perfect example is, um, Almost every single time I go out and I teach a class somewhere, I learn something. Yes. I learn something from somebody else, either another instructor, another a student says, hey, you know, we we have this is how we do something. Or one time we had this happen and I learned something, you know, I learned a new way of doing something. Yep. And you know, I can share that with somebody. That, that's so cool. Best thing I ever did was start National Fire Radio because I've learned so yeah. much in the last few years. And it's just because of yeah. the people and the company I keep and. Like it just yeah. makes you better, hundred percent, Mike. Yeah, you, it just, it you're doing it, it man. Fire. You're sharing the passion. You're sharing your experiences, and um, so, you know, you give it to the people ahead of you, and uh, and you create legacy, man. You keep uh, building out yeah. what you're doing. So, yeah. my man, thank you. That time goes quick, thank you. but that's it. Fun. I'm it throwing does, you yeah, off actually, the show. Look, you're yeah. done. I'm out. You're out of here. No, I, I wanted to say this, um, this was a long time coming and it was fun to just catch up and learn a little bit about you, um, and so on. But, um, you know, your passion is certainly there and I've seen it firsthand. Um, and, uh, I know that you're making a difference along the way. And I just, uh, want to thank you for that because I think that that's what truly matters. Uh, when, when all is said and done, you know, you're a good family man, you're a good husband and you're a good fireman. So that's matters. That certainly matters. I appreciate that. That's uh, like I said, I'm very humbled by your words and, and by being on the show. Nah, is, you're always welcome. Are you kidding me? It's, this is it's cool. Don't listen. Don't make this anything bigger than it is. It's not. It's it's just this little thing that we do, and it's fun, man. Because I I get to talk yeah, with friends, cool. and um, you know, if yeah. one or two people want to listen along the way, awesome. You know, yeah. So yeah, no, I I I think that's so cool. And like like I said, I I have you know met so many awesome people. Yeah. In the fire service. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I've met some uh, not so awesome pe- people, you know. It's nature um, of the beast, man. And you know what? Honestly, like just one thing to always think about is, you know, um, you know, I, I've learned some stuff from some really incredible, incredible guys, incredible girls, incredible leaders, right? I've learned so much, uh, but I've also learned a lot from the bad ones. Of course, right? I've, I've learned, I've learned a, a whole lot of not what to do, right? I'm like, oh man, I don't want to be like that I guy. Do not want to you know? be like that guy. That, yeah, I, you know, and like, there's something to be said for that. I agree um, with you, and I think it's it, it, me. Like everything's about perspective, and sometimes I kind of get like in a rut, you know. And I'm like, but everything's honestly about perspective, and um, it, it's just taking the the, even if it's a bad experience, you can take that. What can I learn from that? Yes, you know what I mean. That, that that's huge. It's it's to me. It's it's all about that attitude. Good. You know what I mean. Well, it shows, man. It really does. It shows in your work ethic and, and uh, your love for the job. So 
It's awesome. Yeah, Brother, where can people find you if they want to reach out, they want to get a hold of you, they want to pick um, your brain, they're interested in some training? Where I can have, they reach uh, out? Yeah, I have a uh, I have a website, WolfschmidtFireTraining.com. Uh, common spelling of Wolfschmidt, you know. Uh, common it's spelling. It's a, uh, you know, it's it, it's unique, unique last name. But I'm, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, you know, I can do stuff via Zoom. Um, I try and uh, I have a, a few topics I teach. Um, short staff engine company stuff. Um, I'm very uh, well qualified on the short staff engine company stuff because I'm a towering <laughs> five foot six. So uh, short staff is that's good. You know, that's that's definitely me. Double um, play on words. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but uh, you know, I I try to teach stuff that it's stuff I've done before. You know what I mean? I try to try to stay in my lane. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I've had some times where I've had to like learn about something so we can we can improve ourselves but like i've really tried to stay in the like hey you know this is stuff we've done and this is what my big thing when i teach is listen like there's you know how it is in the fire service there, there's a hundred different ways we can go about doing something right um i'm going to share with you what what works for me right this is what has worked for me over the last few years my way is not the be all end away right um but i want to share with you what has worked for me if it worked for you that's awesome yes that's so that's yeah. great if you have a better way Please share, share it, it man. I want to learn. I want to learn. Right. And that to me is what it should all be about. Right. Is, is, is getting that, you know, that, those, that pass along that experience, that knowledge and just imparting it. Cause we're, listen, man, we're not going to be here forever. Right. We're all, we're all, no one's going to be here forever. You know, and we, we need to pass that torch on to the, to the next generation. We sure do. Right? Just like it was passed on to us, you know, that's right. So, Good. I think that's a really critical thing. And just like it will be to Winnie, fifth generation. That's exciting, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Know, yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. So, Mike Wolfschmidt, thank you, brother. Thanks for joining yeah. me today on the yeah. show, man. I appreciate some insight and uh, your conversation today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Likewise. Cool. Hang right here. Let me yeah. sign off the podcast. I'll come right back to you, okay? Hang on one sec. Guys, Mike Wolfschmidt out of New Jersey, a brother, man, a guy that uh, has become a friend, and it was nice to uh, capture some of his story today. Check him out, wolfschmidtfiretraining.com. He's on social media as well. And thank you. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. As always, we do appreciate your support and the community that we build through sharing the word. And when we share the word, that's when I want you to take it back to the firehouse and talk about it, because when we talk about the job, we're making the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy. National Fire Radio.